0: We're on Hollywood Boulevard.
1: Hello. How is everyone? Hey. Well, I guess Hello. I can't hear you. So, Karen, how are you? I'm
0: okay. How are you? Oh,
1: okay. I mean, I'm good. We're good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> so, again, guys, just like last week, it's we're full of secret stuff to talk about. I know what I have. Karen knows what she has, but neither of us knows about the other. And leading up to this on the other pod, Karen was like, are you going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about? To which I said, yeah, I think I am. I have no idea. I think I, I Oh, yeah. I think you, I think the thing you asked about is the thing I'm going to talk about, but I don't know.
0: Well, I think you're going to talk about the thing that I'm going to talk about.
1: Oh, I don't think that's what I'm going to talk about. Oh, shit. But now I need to know what you're going to talk about. This is actually so Well,
0: fun. season three, episode one of our favorite show on TV right now, Succession.
1: Oh, I'm always happy to talk about that. Unless um, you
0: didn't watch it yet.
1: Oh, no. We, we stopped the world to watch Succession. Um, yes, I didn't know Thank if we you. were going to talk about that on this one or not. Um, at some point, we're going to have to definitely bring Alyssa in, maybe to talk about this season in full. But, yeah. So you watched it. Are, did you... Oh, did you want to hold off then? No, no, no. The, um, yeah, we'll just oh, keep talking okay. about it. It's the best show on TV. Okay, we'll just keep okay. talking about it. Okay. But, um, <laughs> um, so you watched it. Are you... Did you stop your HBO Max or have you been watching it now for a while?
0: Oh, you no, just so get I had back. stopped my... I had stopped my HBO max after the last season of succession. And then I, but over the summer I resubscribed. I was going to say, I feel like just, you talked about a couple of things that
1: of things. you and Sid had even watched together. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 So I resubscribed um, and I paid for a year. I, I, I just plopped down a year in advance and I said, give me all of the succession, please.
1: Thank you. Well, um, good, um, So yeah,
0: I, um, yeah, so I'm covered. So I have it.
1: Well, your thoughts, dear.
0: It is lovely to have the Roy family back.
1: Yeah. Lovely to be back in that world. Yeah.
0: Did you find, though, I I, I was struggling a little bit to keep up. I wish I had done a rewatch.
1: Well, I think, and uh, we, Melissa and I have discussed this we always benefit from at least one rewatch of the episodes there's always more stuff going on or or stuff being said like just under the like the collar um that's there to catch but easy to miss um no but what i i don't think i i don't think that like it was too hard to keep up but what i do applaud it for is that like as usual the momentum like there's not an ounce of fat there's not a wasted scene there's not a wasted line of dialogue they don't worry about catching you up or needing exposition or declaring something about any of them or how they live that's not germane to like moving the plot along so there's this nice sort of cliffhanger at the very end of season two and we immediately pick up from where we were and the whole episode is them these these masters of the universe on you know jet planes and secret bunkers and stuff like that playing like like a sort of 3d human chess game. game
0: Yeah, it's a chess game. Yeah, yeah. I I think that they use that to great effect to this too. Like they had Logan flying from like what was it to Croatia? Yeah, to Sarajevo, Sarajevo right? yeah. To you know what I mean? Like he had to get once once his son, you know, once Kendall dropped the bomb. He had to get he had to get out of the country because he didn't know, it, you know, if the the full force of the United States government was going to yeah, come essentially, down on him. And,
1: yeah, essentially what his own son has unleashed on him is radioactive and they have to right. go across the planet just to see, right. just to watch the dust settle and plot right, out their next
0: Right, month. And they have to go to all places with no extradition treaties. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I mean and it and it's really kinda I mean, you know, and once again, Brian Brian Cox is just doing stand out where this is the best work of his career. I, I think and I think it, it happened in this season. Well like, and I guys, in case you don't just, know he was, he's like but... Are you
1: there? Yes. Oh no! I was yeah, going to say here. to our to our reader, like you you have a actual connection relationship to Brian Cox. You know significantly more about his career than most. So for you to say that is really saying something.
0: Yeah, this is like I feel like this is almost like I don't know if you want to call it the pinnacle of his career. But I It is his performance. I thought in the and in this episode in particular was exceptional. Um, you know, he, there, the layers of what was going, kind of going on with him were as the dad, as the businessman, as the angry dad, as the angry, like all of that. Yeah. As the take was, no prisoners
1: businessman, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. You could sort of, it, you could just really see it play out in a really, um, wonderful way. In fact, in particular, I loved he had a moment where he had a—he was on a phone call with Roman, mm-hmm. and yeah. because you know now he once again has to pick somebody to head up the company because he needs to step back because of this firestorm that Kendall has unleashed, and he's right. trying run, run to run the company
1: in in name only, really. As a yeah, as a—I yeah.
0: mean, he's pulling the strings still, but he needs—he needs to pick somebody who will let him pull those strings. Yeah. And um, and Roman calls, and he's sort of like pitching for himself a little bit, but he almost knows that he's not going to get it so then he makes the pitch for Jerry but then he sort of like pitches himself again and it was like this lovely moment of you know Logan Roy being a dad he was being so tender with Roman and so lovely and listening to him and saying yeah yeah okay I hear you I hear you and then like the phone you know he hangs up the phone and he's like it's not Roman yeah. and he's just like back there. <laughs> Roman is not next in line. Roman get to the back of the line. Like like I just absolutely loved um love that moment. I thought it was really um, Yeah, I thought a, it was great. And like so many yeah.
1: so many scenes like so layered. For the yes. reasons you were saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it truly is um an extraordinary performance. And you know who else I adore I, I always adore him, but I I think that he was just absolutely fantastic was Greg. Cousin Such Greg. Such a fish out of water. Oh Cousin God. Greg such a fish out of water with these people and so trying to keep up. And, <laughs> and he just was, I, I, every time he was on screen, I loved it. Cause he was always like, he was he just was so, that guy. such a
1: buffoon. Yeah,
0: he was, but he was that guy. You, we all have that guy that we've worked with that knows absolutely nothing. And yet covers kind of covers it. Not very well. But good enough that the person who is his boss doesn't really notice that he doesn't know anything. Is that, am I making sense? Yeah,
1: yeah. And some of that is because the boss doesn't really know what they're doing either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, he's monitoring Twitter, but he's also afraid to say to tell Kendall what's really going on. So he's kind of like, yeah, you're you're trending on Twitter and it's great. It's fine. It's all it's all good. It's all good. And, you know, it's not all good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Why would it? How could it be? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're being followed by the pope. And he's like, oh, that's cool. He goes, oh, well, or maybe it's just someone with the name Pope. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: mean, I was just like every time Greg was on screen, I was like, "Yeah, it's Greg, it's Greg." But you know, I think they've introduced um, kind of a new foil for for Logan, maybe um, in, in the with the lawyer Lisa.
1: Yes, played by Senal Ethan. Yes, Senna I think Lathan. I think so. What I am looking forward to is um, getting Tom, the Matthew McFadden character, and cousin Greg, Nicholas Braun's character, back together. Because yeah. Their, their, like, mutual destruction is amazing. Yeah. I, I love those two together. The codependent um, destruction.
0: And I want to see, see what Shiv's going to do, you yeah. know, now that One it of my other favorite out.
1: scenes in the episode is her plea with the Lisa Arthur character who we're meeting for the first time towards yeah. the end of the episode, which is, like, the one of the few times we actually see Shiv, like, lose her coat of armor um she's usually so protected she's usually so like kind of cold and maintains her own veneer to protect herself and and i thought we got to see a different side of her briefly and of course kind of see a blow up which is the way it had to go
0: yeah and then she just pulls herself together and walks out of that room too yeah like
1: ice you know it's all it's all degrees right it's because she doesn't just flame out but she reveals enough about herself that it's, we know this is a no go. What we have thought was going to happen with her is not going to happen with her being our, our step in CEO. Um, and she sees it slipping out of her grasp. And instead of just like turning to a puddle is able to just acknowledge it and move on and, and put the veneer back on. It's yeah. pretty, it's pretty great. Yeah. yeah i think i I the show just moved at lightning speed there was so much going on in in all directions and i love their like supporting cast of character performers now they've bumped up j smith cameron who is jerry who's great but also like peter friedman and david Mm -hmm. raish oh my god they're so great so great
0: they are wonderful they are absolutely wonderful and of course um why can I never remember his name? And he's a theater actor. He's the the fixer guy. What the hell? Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. Thank you. I can never remember his name.
1: Yeah, and of course, um. Um, I, it probably goes without saying. So we didn't. But Jeremy Strong is amazing as Kendall.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is. Um, he's doing. He's doing some fine work. Emmys are going to be tricky again. Like, <laughs>
1: Well, they certainly already have enough to fill any category, as far as I'm concerned.
0: I no, It's like, give them all an Emmy. I thought Karen Culkin was doing yeah, some wonderful work as well.
1: What what you I know? love about this show, and what whatever people have problems with the show, probably have problems with, is the thing that I love the most, probably, when I watch actors do, which is play against sympathy. Which is play against mm. being liked, and without any wink-winkness, like can you see what I'm doing here? Can you see what I'm getting away with? Don't worry. I'm not really like this. Like these actors commit to not caring if you like them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is actually, you're absolutely right. That is a joy to watch. And there are people like
1: that that in the real world and they're playing them in unadulterated fashion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's nice to have have this show back. It's it's such a welcome welcome return. Yeah.
1: Also, I have to say, Alyssa and I have a really bad taste, but great luck when it comes to being prognosticators. Because some of our favorite shows in the last three or four years have all been shows we started watching thinking we were going to hate. Based on like how the shows were advertised <laughs> or like the people we knew who did like them. And shows like Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso and The Other Two and Difficult People and Succession like were all shows we were like, ugh, there's no way it's going to be as good as people are saying, or I don't think this is for us, or I don't think these characters are, are our kind of people. And they're like all the shows that we've loved the most. The show Rami is another example. Like, It ends up being all the shows that I keep talking about and saying these are the ones you should be watching and nominating are all shows from afar we were like, oh, this is not one I'm, I'm probably going to be along for. And I'm like, these are the ones I rave about. <laughs> and I have another one of those to talk about on this one.
0: Oh well, tell Tell me more, because we can. We're, we'll be talking about succession for the We next are
1: it was starting again next 10, week. Eight. I'm sure we'll be hitting uh, yeah. episode two. Um yeah. So we got the Peacock uh, streaming app.
0: Yeah. So what? What? What sort of prompted this? Because I, I know will... we had had that conversation a little not too long ago about when how many like how many streaming platforms? That, like when's enough enough? You know. <laughs> you know?
1: Or when do you just be okay with too much? Which is Okay, that's that's we'll just never we'll just we just have too much to keep up with, right? But um because we do what? Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Disney Plus and we we do Apple TV and I get Criterion and now we do Peacock and I'm sure I'm forgetting something else. There's not enough time to keep up with all this stuff. And stuff that I think stays there forever is gone when I go to watch it in the end. But um the reason that we got Peacock was not the thing I'm going to talk about it, <laughs> highly, but the reason we got Peacock was because then I could watch Halloween kills the latest Halloween. film. Ah! Cause that's on Peacock. <laughs> Cause it was released theatrically or you could do like the premium Peacock four 99 a month subscription. And I was like, well, okay, four 99 is cheaper than 40 bucks in the theater. And we didn't want to go into the theater and anyway. like, I wanted to see Halloween Kills. I'm a horror fan, but I'm not a $40 in the Covid Theater horror fan. Um so we got it for Halloween Kills and I'll talk about that, but since we have Peacock, we watched something else, which is the show Girls 5 Eva that was on
0: probably in May.
1: That. It was towards the end of last season's TV season. Um and it's created by Meredith Scardino who is part of like the the Tina Fey group um i think she wrote for a lot of unbreakable kimmy schmidt and this is a show about a girl group uh it was a group of five girls that was big when pop music came back in the late 90s um, and there were a lot of boy and girl groups that really seemed to come out of a factory um and it's so they had their moment and then the bubble burst and they all went their separate ways and then they reunite in 2021 there's only four of them now. One of them has died, um, and so they are uh, played by um, Sarah Borellis, who's kind of our our lead central figure. It's the Tina Fey role, the one who's the most identifiable and self-deprecating. Um, and then we also have uh, Busy Phillips, Renee mm-hmm. Elise Goldsberry, and Paula Pell, who's a really undersung. SNL and comedy writer in general. Um, and so they play the grown up 40 something uh, versions of these women with a bunch of flashbacks to when they were still a five person girl group. And they, the show in those flashbacks actually nails that 1998, 99, 2000, 2001 moment in pop music in like total request, live history. It gets that exceedingly well. And, um, Karen, this comedy is gold. Every joke lands. Every meta reference is spot on. And each of the four characters is actually very well defined. None of them is a stock type. None of them is just the dumb one or the shallow one or the, the sexier one or any of that. They're actually all pretty layered and very well played. I remember when The Emmy nominations came out. There was a campaign for Renee Elise Goldsberry, who a lot of other people may know best from being in Hamilton, winning a Tony for it. Um, And people said she should have been nominated for an Emmy. And at the time, I think Alyssa and I were both like, yeah, whatever. That's just buzz. Uh, She's actually great. Really great. And, and you think that, she
0: should have been nominated that? Um, yeah, any?
1: I would have still yeah. given it to Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, because I think she's fantastic. But I also think Hannah Waddingham and Ted Lasso is a lead that they're billing as supporting. So there's that. Um, Renee Lee's Goldsberry is fantastic. And Sarah Bareilles, who I've never been super keen on, is pretty great. And Paula Pell huh. is pretty great. Um, and they, her character is a lesbian, but they don't make her... They don't make like obvious or coarse like lesbian jokes. They don't other the character or those storylines in any way, probably because Paula Pell is gay and probably because there's a lot of respect for her and she may have some creative input on the show. But it's still something to be saluted and respected for the show. I mean, I just tell you, it's similar in what I was saying about Succession, how it moves so quick. Uh, Like you could almost get whiplash if you're trying to keep up and catch everything they're putting down. Because there's mm. they're like 30, 31 minute episodes. And they're packed with jokes that aren't punchlines, but just funny line after funny line. And they're character related. Um, so they're always organic to the scene and the people at hand, which is impressive and tricky to do. Most shows don't pull it off. Uh, and this show really does. It's eight episodes. And I'm glad we found it and watched it. And I can't wait to see what they do next and wow. it also Lovely. and it also is that thing where it's it's not a movie it actually works as a TV season. Oh cool. So yeah, oh. so that's a big that's a big rip for me. Okay. So yeah. So cool. Girls 5 ever.
0: And not so much for Halloween.
1: I mean, the movie's exactly what you think it is. It, it's what it's you think drag. it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, you know, so, Alyssa hasn't watched a lot of horror movies and she'd never seen a Halloween one. And she, like, sort of couldn't what? get over how dumb it was. Now, here's the thing about the Halloween movies Michael Myers. My kid is
0: the same way.
1: Is like. My kid the, is the
0: same way. And
1: they're, neither of them is wrong. I mean, they, I you either like them or you don't. And they're all kind of the them. same. But I love them. I can recommend them. I love them.
0: And I don't know, maybe it's like a thing. Maybe, maybe it's, just, I don't know, maybe it's just a thing. But I mean, my kid was like, watched it and she's like, this is stupid and it's not even scary. And she gets up and she goes to bed. And I'm like, oh my God, when I was her age, I was like peeing myself. I was so scared.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would be, I don't know if I ever had nightmares that stemmed from any of the scary movies I watched, but I was like riveted by them. I mean, even I mean, when I God. could tell what was coming next, I still couldn't yes! stop watching.
0: I mean, it was, like, you just, like, watched with, like, your hands over your eye, over your eyes, but you were peeking through your fingers, and you were so, and I was, like, I remember watching, um, oh, my God, uh, was it magic? Jason.
1: Oh, Friday the 13th. Oh, my God,
0: magic was terrifying. Friday the 13th, and, like, it, I, like, I stopped, like, I was, like, I'm not going to a lake. I never went to lake again.
1: I mean, that's yeah. A lie. I mean, that's the good. But that's it took good. me a
0: very long time to go back to
1: like. a I mean, that was and the this, jaws. That was the jaws effect on beaches.
0: Yeah, and like to this day, I'm like not very comfortable in lakes, and I think it's because of Jason on Friday the Thirteenth, and Halloween. I mean, like these movies were scary as
1: hell. Yeah, and the first I Halloween thought... movie, I think, is a masterpiece. Like, it's a legitimate genre yes. of horror, and I think horror is a, a legit genre. The first Halloween is great. It is. It's
0: and wonderful. so the idea, the idea of
1: like Michael Myers is just unkillable, and un unknowable, is a terrifying premise. But by now, like eight, nine, whatever sequels later, it's the premise that's been exploited and like stomped down. Right. Um, and you know
0: what? I also love that they did about him because, well, and, and with Jason too. Like you didn't have it with like Nightmare on Elm Street, right? For example, like Freddy Krueger was scary as hell, but he was also well, I think figment. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas Michael Myers was r- real. Like, he was he was just a disturbed kid who grew up to be a disturbed adult.
1: Yeah. And while there's a lot of psychobabble in there, it's never really explainable.
0: Right. And, and so, yeah. And because even with Friday the 13th, Jason is just like a being that comes back from the dead. Yeah. But Michael Myers is very much not a sort of like paranormal entity he is simply a man and i think that that's what made halloween so incredibly frightening is that he he is unkillable and he is crazy and he is going to like stop at nothing to like you know I don't even know why he's killing. We don't know. He's just nuts, you know? Yeah.
1: He's just continually drawn to that same Illinois suburb and that same house he and his sister grew up in. And if you all stayed in town, like, eventually he's just going to come for you.
0: Yeah. So why you say, it's kind of like Melrose Place. Why don't you move? Yeah. Why don't you move? Move. So... Um, but, um, well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry it sucked, but I, I you know, it was, it is what it is. And I mean, I'm, how, glad, how I know. I'm many... glad I
1: know what it is. And you know, yeah. like, it's funny because, you know, we watch the housewives shows. So one of the things on the housewives of Beverly Hills is Kyle Richards is like the queen bee on the show. And I can't stand her these days. And she's in the Halloween movie. Cause she was in the first Halloween. She was a little kid. She was seven or eight then. So one of the things in this movie is, all of the kids who survived the first one are now here as grownups. They like reunite every year on Halloween and, and remember those who were killed and celebrate how they survived that sort of thing. Um, so now they're all here in the middle of, you know, Michael's newest return. Um, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in this one again with her daughter and granddaughter as characters. Um, and Anthony Michael Hall is in it. He plays one of those other kids grown up, though he was not in the original. So there's one thing to watch it because they just kept talking about it on the Housewives show. But um, then there's also just the thing of, of... I have to watch. I have to watch all of them. But yeah, the thing that... Like, it does what all of the slasher movies do like they up the ante on like the gruesome kills that just happen because they have to happen. And the characters are conveniently stupid. They run upstairs when they hear noises instead of leaving, blah, 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 all of that. But the movies like error is that it tries to, it takes itself too seriously with like the social commentary part. So they have this whole subplot with, like mob rule like the whole town tries to rise up against what they believe michael myers is and it's like they become the problem they become the a a second villain in a sense Uh, which okay was written and filmed i think before it all happened but you can read shades of the january 6th insurrection in that um so i think the movie thinks it's saying and doing more about human nature than it is but it's really more than the movie needs because oh if you're gonna watch halloween you're just doing it to watch michael myers walk around town with his mask and his knife
0: yeah we 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 don't need any of that other shit just give us
1: michael myers yeah Oh, my God. But apparently the movie did well. I mean, those movies do well, even even as we uh, come through a pandemic.
0: Yeah. So is there anything else?
1: Um. No, I think maybe next week I want to talk about the uh, impeachment series. You know, I think we talked briefly last week about Ryan Murphy and how you will never, ever, ever, ever with him and how I'm still evering I mean, and watching so yeah. I figured I'd talk about that um, you know it's it's proven to be a big platform for Beanie Feldstein and Sarah Paulson so it's worth talking about I think a little bit okay Um, or maybe should I wait until we're no I'll do it next week because that'll be like right before election day
0: oh, oh which yeah. will be a calmer
1: affair oh, okay. this year but still
0: but still an election nonetheless yeah anything else are we uh no i don't think so i mean i had the conference this weekend which uh which was successful um so i i didn't do much i finally did start catching up with ted lasso on sunday night as i was like brain dead on the couch but um and and of course it was absolutely delightful as as i found it um the last time i watched um but otherwise no not really
1: i mean that's an okay thing Life yeah. is life. It keeps us yeah. busy.
0: Yeah. But I'm glad so the conference busy. went well. Yes, conference went very well. Um, I, I'm hopefully going to be doing another conference soon ish. Um, I'm maybe in California, I'm not sure yet.
1: Oh, that's exciting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm like getting
1: around. Very cool. Well guys, I that's think that's why we're, I'm extra th-
0: tired. So yes. Well
1: guys. <laughs> time to put baby to bed. Yes, baby. Yeah, I think we're pulling off the boulevard um, but as always if there's stuff you know about and are watching, listening to, reading, hearing whatever, we are happy to, uh, to add that into our repertoire and uh, talk about it anytime. Catch us on uh, Facebook, Back on the Block Pod give us five stars on iTunes and um, otherwise, you know, just keep doing your thing and staying well Yeah, and we'll see you next week Take care Bye.